Good day. It is Thursday afternoon, uh, September 17th, 2020. This is Dr. Paul Wendy with Intrinsic Value Wealth Report Radio, our weekly podcast, uh, Podcast Thursday, actually, we call it. Um, so we always start out with uh, our lead article uh, that is posted in this week's commentary. And so this article is um, about uh, reading the Bible. And so you might ask, well, what does reading the Bible have to do with a, uh, a market commentary on the, uh, the financial markets? Um, it actually has a lot to do with it. Um, the point I'm trying to make in, in this uh, lead article is that uh, if you want to understand the financial markets, uh, read the Bible. Uh, actually, you can read any good um, account of human history, uh, but the Bible uh, uh, has certainly probably one of the longest um, uh, histories uh, of, of human uh, of human history um, and by the way it doesn't matter whether you read in my view doesn't matter whether you read the Hebrew Bible the Old Testament and Christian um, uh, theology or whether you read the New Testament or both because um, you know, both testaments you know both the Hebrew Bible and the Christian Bible cover you know thousands of years of history um, and uh, people actually haven't changed much certainly between the two periods of the uh, Old Testament, New Testament, and even today in the 21st century, uh, people are still pretty much the same. And that's why a good reading of, of a history likes in the Bible or Bibles uh, is so important, I think. Um, and the point is, is that is, has often, uh, the point's not been made um, uh, that if you, um, if you don't study history or if you forget history, uh, this actually is attributed to uh, philosopher and writer George Santayana. Um, so he is, is credited with saying, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. And we've all heard this many, many times. Uh, I'm not sure that we oftentimes uh, adhere to this advice, though, but I think it is so true. Um, and the more I study the markets, the more I uh, study history, and the more I put the two together, um, uh, the more I find it's true. And a lot of that is just because human nature um, hasn't changed uh, really uh, much, if at all, in thousands and thousands of years, even before the, uh, um, the periods covered by the Bible. Um, so, uh, so that's the point. Uh, you know, the, the Bible is a fascinating read of, of human history. Um, the, the Bible is, uh, is actually a collection of books and writings uh, written by um, many uh, people. Um, it's a, um, uh, you know, it's uh, di many different authors, um, coming from many different walks of life, uh, and so forth. So, um, you know, it's a collection of works by a variety of, of authors, uh, includes legal texts, history, poetry, philosophy, music, personal correspondence, and prophecies. And, uh, the people that wrote it included shepherds, kings, farmers, priests, poets, scribes, prophets, and fishermen. And uh, that is, I credit that uh, um, insight to uh, uh, authors, uh, George Hagen, if I pronounce their name right, and Homan in their 2003 book, um, the, um, uh, the Bible for Dummies. I really love that for Dummies series. Um, uh, I'm always a little hesitant to, uh, to say I've, I've learned things from the for Dummies series because I don't know, maybe I don't want to be called a dummy, but uh, the reality is uh, the Four Dummies the publishers, I believe it's Wiley, um, 
yeah, Wiley, uh, you know, they, they hired very, very good people, very knowledgeable experts, scholars uh, in various fields to, to write the Ford Dummies series. And uh, I read a lot of things and, and I don't read just Ford Dummies series, but I find that's at least always a good place to start. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's a very complete uh, treatise uh, in their own right. So uh, the Bible for Dummies is another good one. Uh, I've referenced other, other Ford Dummies uh, books. I'm a big fan. Um, and I encourage you to read that if you, uh, if you want to learn a little bit about human nature and just become a better investor. So where does that, um, uh, where does that leave us in the markets? Well, today was not a um, particularly exciting day one way or another. In fact, the whole week hasn't been particularly exciting one way or another. A little bit up, a little bit down at various times, not very much in, in either direction. Um, but the, uh, the markets are still very, very overvalued as of last Friday, September 14th. Uh, the Dow was trading at a PDE multiple of 26.02, uh, and the S&P was uh, trading at a multiple of 28.72. And as we talked about in, in these um, uh, podcasts and in the commentaries, those are very overvalued markets. And I refer you back to those commentaries to, uh, uh, to just see how overvalued we believe that is and, and why we believe it is. Um, again, can't really tell you when the market is going to correct. Uh, our belief is that they will correct at some point in time, but that can sometimes take a very, very long period of time. And this gets kind of back to the system one and two thinking we talked about a lot um, in the commentaries and the podcasts. So the market is, is by and large a system one thinker. In the very, very long term, um, it's a system two thinker. System two being the thought out, the slow, the you know, uh, very deliberate thinking about, in this case with markets, uh, valuations, you know, what a proper valuation is. But on a daily basis, it's a system one thinker. It's up and down, reacts to emotions, reacts to uh, events you know that are happening on that particular moment. Um, it's not particularly insightful. Uh, the market's supposed to be looking ahead, um, but uh, it uh, seems to be missing a lot, particularly in this market environment where uh, the markets have been going up a lot and staying up a lot uh, and remaining at these high uh, valuation multiples. When at least in our view. The long-term economic uh, picture is quite clouded, and uh, that seems to be the view of the Federal Reserve and the, uh, you know the, uh, a lot of the, the federal policymakers as well. Uh, setting politics aside, um, I think most participants uh, on either side of the aisle uh, believe that the economy is is in for a bit of a rough time, uh, at least in the foreseeable future. Things will get better. I don't want to be a, a harbinger of doom. Uh, uh, in, in the long run, um, you know, the, the economy, uh, I think, will continue to grow and will continue to be um, the number one, if not one of the, uh, or one of the, the, the number one countries, if not the number one country um, uh, in, in the globe for a whole lot of reasons, which we write about from time to time, which we write about more. But uh, like any other economy, there's cycles and we're, we're um, uh, actually, the whole world is going through a cycle right now because of the pandemic. So short run, uh, not such a good outlook. Long run, yes, no problems. Uh, how far does, should the market look out? Um, in our view, the valuation that the market is uh, looking at for the foreseeable future is much, much too optimistic um, for what we believe to be the problems that are on the horizon. Uh, how should you invest? Uh, again, as we have been talking about now for quite a number of weeks, uh, if you, have an investment program, just keep it going. No, don't jump back into the market. This is not the time to do that. 
Um, if uh, you don't have an investment program and you're a young person particularly, please do start one uh, and just contribute to that over time. But now is not the time to be uh, overly aggressive in your, your market uh, investing. That's it for, uh, for today, um, Thursday, September 17th. Uh, we'll call it a day and we'll see you next week. Have a good week.